0: On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're gonna be talking about the difference between stock margin and options margin. Just a quick disclaimer before we start, I'm not a financial advisor, and everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only, and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, recently, you guys know I wrapped up the Masterclass series, which was sort of a summation and culmination of all of my strategies, all my lessons learned, and finally putting together in this uh, portfolio with the ensemble setup. Now, those episodes were pretty heavy on math and they were kind of long, you know, 20, 20 plus episode, 20 minutes per episode. So, after that finished, uh, I mentioned I wanna do something a little bit different. Um, I'm gonna be diving into various topics, uh, some of which are just ideas that I've had that I found interesting, and some are concepts that, you know, you can call them frequently asked questions. People I see ask a lot about the same thing over and over on the Facebook group. And also, some things where I see a lot of misinformation being passed around, Um, not intentionally per se, just maybe there's some lack of education or something that people, uh, it's just hard to explain um, unless you have someone to really sit down and talk to you through it. And the topic I want to talk about today, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, is stock margin versus option margin how those work and eventually i want to get into you know notional exposure and how to use leverage and how to calculate Um, but i'm going to be breaking these episodes into kind of more bite-sized pieces i want to make this a little more consumable something where you can listen you know walking your dog or you know cooking breakfast or something and something where there's going to be a key takeaway or kind of a little nugget you can take away from each episode that's the goal anyway i'm going to try and have these very focused episodes with very specific titles and that way you can reference them and go back and some of these you may have to listen to you know again and again to either remind yourself or if you forget or if you just want to find out hey you know i remember hearing something on the podcast but i can't quite remember what it is so it'll be uh, I'll put it together either like an index or you know um, categorized guide to the episodes but anyways, so about stock margin and portfolio um, sorry options margin this is seems to be a confusing topic because I've heard people say for example, when trading options hey I'm never gonna use margin or hey I'm never gonna, never gonna use leverage but <laughs> they don't realize that options then in and of themselves are leveraged vehicles or I hear people for example, hear about my strategies and how i combine the um, passive core portfolio with option strategies and like how much margin interest are you paying i'm like well i don't pay anything right so when you're talking about stock equities and buying shares on margin this is where you're literally borrowing money to buy more shares than the notional exposure of your account balance so you know if you have a hundred thousand dollars in cash and you buy hundred thousand dollars in stock, right? You're not on margin, right? You haven't borrowed any money. Usually, the indication that you're gonna be paying margin is when your cash balance literally goes negative. So if you have a hundred thousand account balance and you buy two hundred thousand dollars worth of stock, right? You're basically borrowing a hundred more thousand, right? Because you only have a hundred thousand to start with. So you have two hundred thousand in stock, one hundred thousand dollars of net um, kind of equity. So you're basically 200% leveraged, 2X leveraged, right? So if that stock goes up you know 10%, you're gonna make 20. And if the stock goes down 10%, you're gonna lose 20%. And in this case, you have borrowed 100,000 and you are paying margin interest on that $100,000 that you borrowed and whatever the interest rate is that your broker holds. And that's not what I do, um, not normally anyways, And when people talk about options margin, options margin, and it may be the fact that they use margin for both of these is what's confusing, but it works very differently. And essentially, you're still going to be leveraged, but it's not in the fact that you are borrowing money, but rather that your broker holds less margin or less collateral, or in other words, less buying power. Those words, I think, are kind of synonymous, and maybe that's part of the confusion but essentially, the margin they hold or the buying power they hold is less than the notional of the instrument, the notional value of the instrument you're trading. So let's have an example here. Let's start again with the hundred thousand dollar cash account. If there's a hundred dollar price stock, and you sell a put option, so these options have a multiplier of a hundred. So a hundred strike option or a hundred price stock with one put option so we do 100 times 100, that's going to be $10,000 notional exposure for one contract. If you sell 10 contracts, multiply by that 10 again, that's $100,000. So if you sold 10 put options, for example, at 100 strike for this you know, stock ABC, you have $100,000 of exposure, and you essentially have the same exposure as 100 shares, uh, sorry a hundred thousand dollars worth of that stock now the delta may not be a hundred yet so your your delta exposure may not be you know the full exposure of the equity so let's not confuse that but just talk about the notional size right the, the the size of the instrument that you're potentially controlling here now here's the key thing you have a hundred thousand dollars of notional exposure but your broker is only going to hold of that on regular margin. Now, what portfolio margin is going to be more efficient, but we can get into that another day. Let's just call. So, on reg T margin, it's about 20%. So, they're only holding $20,000 of buying power, and so here's another confusing part. You are not technically leveraged in terms of your notional exposure because your account balance is $100,000. You have $100,000 of notional exposure, but. The collateral that you're using, the capital, the $20,000, that is leveraged, right? Because you're controlling $100,000 notional with the $20,000 of capital that you put up. So this is kind of uh, confusing because you're, you're leveraging your capital, but you're not leveraging your account, right? So maybe that's why some people don't understand that they're leveraged you know, in terms of the exposure on the capital. Now, let's go take that and go a little further. Right, so let's say you do want to use all of your capital. Okay, so with a hundred thousand dollars, with you buy a hundred thousand dollars with the stock, you're not leveraged. But if you use a hundred percent, a hundred thousand of buying power, and how do we get there? So at first we did, we said ten contracts, right? It was a hundred thousand notional. Now what if we up it to fifty contracts? So again, starting with the stock price at a hundred dollars, multiply by a hundred to give you the notional exposure of one contract. So if we sell 50 contracts, you now have $500,000 of notional exposure, right? That's five times your account. But remember, your broker is holding about a fifth of that 20% as collateral. So they're holding 100,000 of buying power, in which case all of your capital, but you're commanding $500,000 of notional exposure. So you are, in fact, 500% or 5x leveraged. Now, you're not going to want to do this, obviously, because, well, if you're, the stock moves in your favor, you're going to make money. But if it moves against you, you're going to run out of buying power real quick or probably get a margin call. But again, this is the concept of leverage with options. And remember, we haven't actually gone negative. We're not borrowing any cash. So there's no margin interest to be paid. That is just the the mechanism by which options afford leverage. It's the fact that you're not borrowing money, but they've reduced collateral requirement or reduced margin requirement relative to the notional size of the instrument that you're trading. So that's the the main point to clarify between the two. And uh, just to... (laughs) Add a little later confusion on top. Uh, But with what I do, for example, where I'm combining the passive shares or equity position with the options, right? You can combine these two types of collateral and still not be on quote-unquote paying margin interest. So we start again, $100,000 account. If you buy $100,000 worth of stock, Okay, so zero cash. So the interesting thing is, what people don't realize is, so the cash itself is collateral for your options position, right? So cash is an asset, but stock is also an asset that's also marginable. So for me, I'm buying SPY, spy shares, okay? So if I bought $100,000 of spy shares, the spy shares themselves even though I've spent $100,000 in cash, it's only going to hold 15,000 or 15% of margin, which means I still have 85% of my margin or buying power available to sell options. So this basically means that the stock is marginable just like cash is marginable, just not to the same extent. So let's say... I bought $100,000 of stock and I sold 10 put options at a 100 strike. On top of that, let's look at what my notional exposure is, what the collateral requirement is. So, like I said, the $100,000 of stock only require 15%, so 15,000 notional. The 10 contracts, like our first options example, 10 contracts is 100,000 notional. So, that 100,000 plus your 100,000 of stock You now have $200,000 of notional exposure, but the $100,000 of options exposure only requires $20,000 of margin requirement. So the 20%, 20%, 20, 20,000 from the options plus the 15,000 from the stock means you're using 35% of your buying power. So this is a mix between the margin requirement for the shares and the margin requirement for the options. Right, so I'm using thirty-five percent of my buying power. In this case, I'm two hundred percent notionally exposed. Right, two X leverage. I'm only using a third of my account. So that one third of the account, you know, you're getting almost um, six to one leverage because you have two hundred percent notional with thirty-five percent buying power allocation. So, anyways, I'm gonna leave it there. Just to uh, let you guys get a chance to wrap your head around that, feel free to reach out, ask some questions, or message me on the group. Um, Next time we'll cover different topics about uh, more about notion exposure, and different things to look out for and the notional exposure on naked positions versus spreads and you know a whole bunch of other topics that i want to get into down the line but that's it for the, this one and um you know as always if you guys enjoyed the episode please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to the podcast it's available on most of the major platforms including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify you can also find more of my content at my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you can find all my strategy mechanics trade pages trade logs as well as other essays i've written including you know about leverage and margin and of course other podcasts that i recommend you listen to finally you can also follow me on twitter at the trade that's it for today guys thank you all for listening and i'll see you guys next time